Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Our guest today is a dynamic and entertaining gentleman that comes to us from Los Angeles, California. He's a communication skills expert, certified NLP trainer, a PhD clinical hypnotherapist, and a professional results coach. He's the author of the powerful books, Discovering NLP, Setting Goals, and Discovering Trance. Now, He's a volunteer for the Big Brothers and Sisters of America Association and Chrysalis, a homeless rehabilitation program, as well as a spokesman for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, praise God. He's coached and worked with companies such as the Learning Annex, Xerox, Mary Kay, City of Hope, WellPoint, Microsoft, Multiple Sorosis Society, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, and works regularly with the Teamster Union as well. And, and just a few months after 9-11 happened, he was the head trainer teaching lie detection skills to the U.S. Army counterintelligence team. Praise God. I know you're going to get a lot out of this great information we're going to be sharing today. So grab a pen and paper, prepare to take some notes. Help me welcome to the program, John James Santangelo. Now, John, it is a blessing to have you join us today, brother. I've been looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, amen, buddy. I am so, I, just the conversation we had before we went live, it was so exciting just to be here talking with you. Thank you hey, so man, much, and I'm honored. God. Yeah. Well, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that yeah. brief information I just shared, can you yeah. tell us in your own words, who is John James Santangelo? That's a tough question, isn't it? It really That's why is. I start with one, it right off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat, because <laughs> you're, you, you know, how many people actually ever have to communicate that to anyone? Right. You know, Amen. what do you do? Who are you? What's your identity? What's your purpose? Because that's really what you're asking me. And one of the things I just did a podcast a couple of days ago, and it's really interesting. He asked for some feedback afterwards, and, and he was giving me some, and he, he was questioning my authenticity is what he said, because I don't find you authentic. Mm. And, and man, that really hurt my feelings, because it's one of the things that I really praise myself on is integrity, really integrity. And I believe you say what you mean and mean what you say. Amen. And I don't know how that could come across anything other than that, unless you're laughing while you're saying it, right? My opportunity in life, and I believe what God gave me, was the ability to help other people. And that's through being a counselor and a coach and an NLP trainer, professional speaker, and also an author. And it comes out in my books. And I I, I place I place God in my books as well. And, and you know, this is a challenge because when you're getting some of the self-development field reading this stuff and then they see something biblical or you know the word of god or even god forbid you mention jesus christ in it they immediately close the book <laughs> right Amen. that's right they don't Amen. they don't want anything to do with that so <clears throat> my job is to walk that fine line and connect both the mind and the soul together amen amen praise the lord and when you get hit like that I, i've had some people tell me the same thing you know like ah, eh, you're just one of them creatures you know it's just like you know, it's a you just don't get it yeah you just yeah no it, you know? and it's it's, just, it's sad it is and that's because that's they're the, so hardened the, to yeah you know, yeah that they don't trust anybody is basically what yeah and that's that's what it's all about right the faith amen and believing that's right amen well i want to start with this because it caught my attention you started at age 15 as a professional magician. Yeah. And I've always, my <laughs> from the time I was nine years old, I've always been fascinated with that. Profession. Really? You know, I'm nowhere near 
professional status, but yeah, I'm able yeah. to keep my grandkids entertained. As a matter of fact, you know, I pick up you know some illusion packages sure, sure. work with time to time i'll just hold them up on camera here real oh quick. yeah i was reaching for you know penguin. i've got some Peng i've penguin got magic some. penguin I've magic got, i've got yep. some here you know yep. and i i practice and and try there to you go it. that's awesome that, that caught my attention because <laughs> you know, not often i get to i get to talk right? about magic tricks on a christian podcast there you go <laughs> but, but you know i don't believe in black magic or anything well right I right the flip side of that coin the, you know yeah yep. there's right, the you know the right. people say oh it's voodoo i'm like oh come on it's really it's a magic right of hand amen right like i'm nowhere near professional status but i can keep my grandkids entertained yeah yeah so how did this impact you and did this influence your interest in the NLP yes. line of work. Yes, absolutely. Great story. My dad came home. I think I was, I don't know, 13, 14 at the time. My parents, for whatever reason, they didn't take the kids. They went to Knott's Berry Farm out here in California. And my dad bought some magic tricks in the local sh the shop there. And he came home and he was so excited to show me how it was. And I was just mesmerized. I'm like, <laughs> stop it. That happened right in front of me. I mean, sponge balls, making multiply a little box and things disappear. I was just blown away. And from there, it just, the bug hit me yeah. like you, right? You just like, oh, and again, the internet wasn't around. So you had to right. go to the local yeah. magic stores. We snuck into the magic castle, me and my friend at the time, oh, 15, wow. 16, twice we snuck in. It was so amazing. I, I, I met some of the most profound magicians there. And then I really started the business around it. I did local shows. I did a big show in Las Vegas for a large company when I was 17, 18 years wow. old. Praise God. Yeah, I was really into it. And then for whatever reason, my desire waned. And I think probably because I didn't want to figure out how to build a complete business around it. And it wasn't, I don't know, maybe you could, I don't know, you could call it wasn't my calling. I right. loved it. Yeah. I loved entertaining. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Amen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. to finish that story is out of high school, my parents were starting to get divorced and I was going through a lot of just frustration and hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing drugs. And at one point I had a bottle of pills in my hand thinking, I'm good. this is too frustrating. I'm going to end it all. And I heard my grandfather's voice in the back of my head, like you were just saying before, is you're better than this. And I picked myself up. I changed my environment from the people I was hanging around with. I went back to school, got my degrees. But I spent 10 years figuring out what I wanted to do. And the question I kept asking myself, like we were just talking about before is, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? That's a great question because most yeah. people, most yeah. people fall into a job because they need money. And then they get stuck in the job because they can't leave it. Exactly. Rather than finding exactly. what's they're yep. passionate about. Look at the same thing. And I love your story about how you found this podcast. <laughs> There's a voice in the back of your head. If you told that to normal people without knowing context, they'd go, okay, thank yeah. you. Well, nice meeting you. Yeah, but yeah. we all I'm out of here. <laughs> right. But we all have that calling. We all do. And, it, you know, by the time I was 30 years old, I was going through this relationship. I was struggling again. And I was so fed up. And I don't know about you, but I was raised very strong Catholic and, you know, communi uh, communion and all that and blah, blah, blah. And it just didn't do it for me. Right. I don't believe. And my mom's still Catholic and she's, you know, in the ministry and all this. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I searched the local paper for a church close by. Mm. And there was one literally around the corner, a mile away, a Christian church called Calvary. It's a very big church out here now. 
I walked in very distraught and frustrated and it already started. And I walked in alone. There was no one around. And the thing I was struggling with is what am I doing with my life? Uh, honest to God, just like you were saying, I look up into the stairway and there's a banner. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I almost fell on the floor. Oh God, I'm getting tingly. It was like God was saying, relax, have a little faith. I will guide you. Now, it took me 10 years to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew two yeah. things. I wanted to entertain and I wanted to teach. But what am I going to yeah. do with that? I, I go, I go, what, <laughs> become a teacher, right? No, I don't want to become a teacher. I, I, I tried on different businesses. I went to different, I worked at different companies. I'm like, this is not doing it for me. And then one day it hit me, a professional speaker. I would love that. That's entertaining and being informative, communicating with people, giving them information they can use. I had the background already. So from there, I got my certification in speaking, went to Toastmasters, did all those awards and this and that, started the business around it. I Obviously, from there, that was after 1990. Tony Robbins came out in 1987. I loved what he's talking about. He talked about NLP. I started NLP, got my certifications, my master's, and then got my PhD in clinical hypnotherapy and, and sociology. And it was like, I built this big business around it because we all need guidance, not just guidance. It's wonderful reading the Bible, you know, as... In Philippians 4 to 13, it says, I do all things through Christ. Now, here's the challenge with that. The word do, it's an action word, right? <laughs> right. It's an Amen. action word. And a lot of people think that, and I have this conversation with people all the time. Well, if I pray, God's going to take care of it. No, he's not. He'll give you the path, but you have to walk it. And that's, now we get into what I do is the mind, how the brain and the body work together. As you were asking me before, neuro-linguistic programming is the neuro part, which is the mind-body connection. There's an actual connection. Amen. Right? As we Amen. think, the body feels. And as the body feels, the mind thinks. They, they, they work in, they're synergistic and they work in harmony with each other. And it's not like up until the 1950s, the American Medical Association literally thought the body was separate from the mind and they treat them differently. Mm. And now we know. You need to treat the mind as well as the body. In fact, my wife works Amen. in the ER as the head respiratory therapist, and she talks about that. She goes, the ones that made it through COVID, this is scary. The ones that made it through COVID were the ones that believed they were going to make it through COVID. Amen. Yeah. If they That's got right. to the point where they said, oh, my God, I got COVID, I'm going to die. Their immune system weakens, and then the, the, the antibodies, whatever you need, don't do their job, mm -hmm. and we succumb to those pressures of the mind outside. Mind over matter. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And then you know, there's some, the, oh, go ahead. okay, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, some folks think that it's just hypnosis or mind control, but it's not. It, no. Can you share what NLP yeah. is in layman's terms for us? Yeah. And it, so, so we talked about the neuro part, the mind mm -hmm. and the body. And then there's the, the L for language. And it's, it's, we talk to ourselves every day, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. a lot of it is a lot of it for most people is really negative how you communicate to yourself. Oh God, I'm so stupid. Right. Or, Oh, I'll never be able to do that. Oh, I don't have enough money. All those negative beliefs that compound the unconscious mind. Now, now we start to get into the brain itself. The unconscious mind is like an iceberg. 90% of it is below the surface. We don't have control over that. That controls us. The unconscious mind controls us. 
it you think about this who who brushes your teeth in the morning it isn't you you're not thinking about it you're not like oh i'm gonna go up and down to the or driving your car nowadays you don't get in your car and go 10 and 2 and look in the rear view and make sure everything no you get in and you're putting on makeup and listening to your headphones talking to somebody <laughs> it's automatic yeah. those processes are all done habitually through the unconscious mind so that the language part is how we communicate with ourselves and other people and the p is for programming which is the strategies or i was just talking about i call them mental recipes that we do to get things done we have recipes mm -hmm. for brushing our teeth we have recipes for making love. We have recipes for reading the Bible, driving your car, eating. You know, there's recipes for everything we have in our head because without it, you'd have to learn that every single day. Right. Yeah. Amen. Right. Think about yeah. when you're raising your child and the, the child's learning how to walk. Mm -hmm. you, the child falls down over and over again. You don't say, oh, come on. You're never going to get this. Look at you. Right. You've been doing this for weeks. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Right? How horrible would that be? I'm sure some parents probably even said that. You know, so we build in these habits, though unfortunately, along the journey of life, we take those negative beliefs, which are usually passed down from our primary caretakers, our parents, and they don't mean anything negative by it. I'll give you an example. When I was eight years old, eight years old, my dad said to me, Oh my God, you're so damn lazy. Now he didn't mean it like mean it like you're the laziest person. I mean, he just meant it from whatever he was going through at the time. Guess what? That became a belief in my head because up until we're eight years old, we believe everything. We believe Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny. We believe the sky is blue. We don't ask why, and so we take all these negative beliefs into adulthood and we operate from there. So now, either you, what we say in NLP is we either move away from those or we move towards them. Yeah. So either I become lazy or I become a workaholic. And we hopefully find most people go to an extreme, right? Yeah. So now when I get calls from people, it's a matter of I'm feeling feelings I don't want to feel and I'm doing behaviors I don't want to do. That's it. And how do we change those things? Yes, prayer is good. And we just talked about that before. But if you're sitting on your butt hoping that God's going to just change for you, it's not going to happen. In fact, it's a yeah. wonderful story. I'll tell you this little, keep little story. This gentleman's so excited about winning the lottery. I don't stop me if you heard this. He's so excited about winning the lottery. He says, Lord, please just let me win the lottery. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll stop this. I'll do this. I'll help. Day after day, week after week, month after Lord, please, every morning, every night, he's praying, Lord, please just let me. I, I don't I don't know what to do anymore. Let me win the lottery. God comes down and he says, Meet me halfway, buy a ticket. <laughs> Amen. And I love that because it encapsulates yeah. how a lot of people believe yeah. God is like, he's the ultimate sorcerer and wizard. He's right. just going to tap his magic wand and give us everything. No, yeah. it doesn't work yeah. like that. Amen. You've got to do, you've got to yeah. do, you've got to take action. And, and, you know, we were talking about how I started with the radio and, you know, the voice was, you need to start your own online radio. There program. you go. There you yes, need, need to, to start. start. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like, okay, make it and I'll do it. You right, know? right. He's like, you I already have this set up in your back start. room. <laughs> the equipment's already there. I poofed it into yeah. existence. You just sit right. down and start talking. Right. No, it doesn't work like and, that. Yeah, you know, when I first started, I had a checklist I had to follow. Okay, open this up, click this, type yep. this, click yep. this, you know, and <laughs> that recipe that you're talking yeah, about yeah and then yeah. over the course of time it got where i could do it automatically 
Right. And then it got to the point where I could teach others. How right. To do it, you know? Right. Amen. That's that's the key when you become successful is to be able to teach other people to help yeah. you. Right. You, you you take it to the next level. Yeah. A lot of people think that NLP, though, is a form of getting people to buy things, use right, sales right, and marketing, right. the law of attraction and relationships yep. and, yep. and things like that. But it's used in a wide variety of things oh. that we do every day. Can you share every a few day. of those with us? Yes. It, it basically started because people ask me, how, well, how did it start? Well, it was from a 21-year-old mathematician and one of his professors at the University of Santa Cruz and a, a very famous psychologist at the time named Fritz Perls had this kid, 21 years old, transcribe his therapy sessions and write them down exactly verbatim, word to word. Well, his name was Richard Bandler. And Richard said, oh my gosh, if I say these same words to someone else, I'll bet you I can get change. And he did. He started distilling out all the words that weren't really the mumbo jumbo stuff. And he started using the words as powerful control of helping people take care of their emotions so they can get to where they need to go. And then they studied from their Virginia Satir, family therapist, and, and Milton Erickson, one of the foremost hypnotherapists at the time, how people get change. Mm. That's the question. Mm. How do you change? If you're in a dire strait, if you're in a big, the biggest challenge of your life, you're going through a huge problem, how do you get out of it? That's the question. That's everybody's question. How do you get out of the quagmire and get yourself, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and say, okay, I'm ready. Yes, prayer definitely helps, but you've got to heed the prayer and you've got to do it. And so these therapists then put this together, neuro-linguistic programming, how people implement change. And then from there, Tony Robbins took it. If you know, if you know who Tony Robbins is, yep. he took the marketing aspect of it and then put it into business. And he's done amazing things, helping yeah. millions of people all over the world. And so NLP then is just a tool. That's a really all it is. It's I tell my students, it's it's just adding another tool to your tool belt, Amen. right? A tool for change, right? There's, there's traditional counseling. There's, I mean, there's some crazy stuff like rebirthing. There's hypnosis, there's NLP, there's, you know, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's so many tools we have. And the ability to utilize these tools is where your power comes from. It really is. Yeah. You've got to step out of yourself, which you, or you already know this. It's called your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. If you stay within your comfort zone, you're never going to learn anything new and nothing will change. Exactly. You know, successful yeah. people always say success is outside of your comfort zone. Yep. And most people don't want to step out of their comfort zone because it hurts. Yeah. Right. You've got neg negative beliefs going on. You have that internal language going off. I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm too ugly. I'm too fat. I'm too pretty. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm too this. Whatever that is, we, we structure this world that we can't succeed. It's so sad. It really is. In fact, I was just talking about this a couple of days ago. You know the three biggest challenges in life? There's only three. Just guess. We'll, we'll talk about it. Just guess. Getting married? Okay, which would be under the umbrella of what? Relationships. Okay. Relationships, okay. right? Yeah. Okay, what's the next one? Relationships. Finances. Money. Mm -hmm. And as we get older in life, it... Death. Your health. <laughs> yes, <laughs> death. Your health. So yes, same flip side of that coin, right? We try to avoid death. So relationships, money, and health. And not one of them are taught in school. True. That's right. And very few of them are taught from our parents. It's kind of like taking the the eagle out of the nest and just throwing it and hoping it flies. 
Yeah. You know, God's built that into most animals, but for us as human beings, we need to learn habits. We need to learn mm -hmm. strategies and we don't learn how to overcome those negative beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so the new book that I'm writing, in fact, I'm going to put a link in for your students for this book, okay. setting goals, because I believe it's so important. Like anything else, you need to know where you're going first, right? It's one of the things I ask my clients, yeah. pretend I'm your travel agent. Yeah. What's the first question I'm going to ask you? Where do you want to go? Where, where are you going? Yeah, you need right. to know before you start. And then you need to know where you're starting from. The next if book you I'm writing. If you don't know, how do you know when you get there? Exactly. <laughs> we call that evidence procedure. So this new book I'm writing is called Control Your Emotions, Master Your Life. Because I believe that's everything. I'll put it in one sentence. Your destiny, your future is shaped only by the decisions you make. Mm. Your decisions are then shaped by the emotional states you're in when you make those decisions. If you're in a negative state of mind, if you're like, oh my God, I'll never do this. God's not with me. I can't do this. I failed so many times in the past. What kind of decision are you going to make? It's probably going to be a negative decision. But if you're in a powering decision, if you believe God is behind you, walking with you, if you believe the fact that there's people around you supporting you and you're in a powerful state, you're going to make powerful decisions. Learn to control this mechanism. The Lord gave it to you for a reason. Use it. We've never learned to use it. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Right? Most, most people hearing this right now, they never thought they had been exposed to NLP in those examples. But, you know, let's yes, say they have, though. weight loss or leadership yes. skills or coaching programs. How yes. does NLP, how does that, let's just use weight loss. How does it help yeah. like with weight oh, loss? A perfect example. I was in the fitness industry for 25 years after I was a magician. I loved that business. I loved helping. Again, I loved teaching, right? That's part of it. I tell, I used to tell my clients, look at you want to lose weight? I can put you on the Krispy Kreme diet and you can lose weight. It's not what you eat. It's how much you eat. <laughs> That's the challenge. Now, obviously, you're not going to get quality health from eating donuts every day. Right. But if I'd say well, to you as a cop, I'd be interested in that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where all the donut shops were locally. That's not funny. That's a, that's, a, that's a, no, my brother-in-law is a sheriff and so is my nephew. I love those guys. Yeah, that's a great joke though, for sure. They, he, he hates when I say that though. It's so, I love it. Oh, I love it. So, you know, coming back to that, it's it, success is basically, as you were saying before, I loved your, oh, your story was so powerful about how you started podcasting. Success is modeling. And that's what NLP is all about. Modeling Amen. what somebody Amen. else has already done. You, you want to lose go. weight? Yep. Don't go to somebody that's trying to lose weight. Go to somebody that lost the 10 or 20 or 50 pounds and ask them what they did. Mm -hmm. You don't go to a smoker that's still smoking that wants to quit and ask him how he's doing. Right. You go to the smoker that's been you know, smokeless for 20 years, Yeah. right? You want to build a business? You want to start a podcast? Go learn from somebody like Pastor Bob here. That That's the key to success. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. God will been... open up the path for you. You've got to take it. Go model what's already working. I heard, uh, I was at a business conference one time and the speaker was talking about, you know, if you have a plan for a business, you need to get advice from people who've already done it. Absolutely. Don't go to your next door neighbor who's been on 
unemployed for the last three years <laughs> yes. drugs and says, let me share what my idea is what do you think you know? right 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 you gotta go to someone who's been there done that they've already gone through all the problems and heartaches and things like that and say you can do this but watch out for this avoid this yes. make sure you go this way and uh and that's that's what that's what wisdom is. <laughs> yes. And, and and how do we get to wisdom though, right? Is as we were talking about before, it's stepping outside of your comfort zone. Right. Because you can't do what you don't know to do. You've got to learn things that you don't know so you can do things that you don't know. Or exactly. you succumb to the the old adage that Einstein said, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something else to happen. Right. It's not. You're not going to produce those kind of results. Mm-hmm. And NLP is just a, it's just a tool to get you from where you are, give you the tools to get you to where you want to be. And so lately, I've been thinking about this simple process in NLP we call personal power. It's the ability to act, the ability mm-hmm. to act and act as an acronym for awareness mm-hmm. is you were just saying, you got to know where you are. Yeah. And the, the challenge with this, are you honest with yourself about it? Yeah. Most people aren't. Oh, it'll pass. Oh, it's not that big of a deal when it's just everyday worry and stress. And Dr. Wayne Dyer, professional psychologist and speaker once said, I love this. He goes, you have to take responsibility Amen. for everything bad and good in your life. You can't just say, oh yeah, I did that, but not take responsibility for the bad things that happened. We create all of it. He says, responsibility is responding with ability. Like, oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. There you go. That's Amen. it. Amen. That's it. Awareness, act, see for control your emotions, shape your destiny, know where you're going. And then T is for tasks, which I love this. I give my students and my coaching clients a task, something to do. It's not enough to know what to do. And you've done, you, I know you've experienced this. You go to workshops or listen to podcasts now, or you read, read books and you go, man, that was really good stuff. Right. Now what? Right. So I give my students tasks, something to do every step of the way. So they build in these new habits and they learn that, Hey, there's an alternative to what I'm doing. Right. A alternative to worry. And we have time. I'll I'll teach the listeners a great strategy for alleviating worry and anxiety. Amen. Well, since we brought it up, go with it. Oh, okay. It's real simple. It's real simple. Anxiety doesn't attack. No such thing. It doesn't wait around the corner for you for you or inside a door and you open the door and it attacks. It doesn't. It's something we create just like an ulcer. It's a physical manifestation from our thinking. You guys on board with that? Does that make sense? Yeah. So okay. if that's the case and we are actually manifesting this in our body, then we need to change our thinking. We need to change our thinking. And sometimes that's a challenge because there's so much stress going on and you're hearing it from your the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, maybe your environment, traffic, your, your boss, whatever that is. What Who are you paying attention to? Them? Are you aligning with that negative energy? Or are you paying attention to what God's giving you and relying on your own knowledge? So the, the ability here is this. This exercise is really simple. We first have to get that negative feeling outside of our body. You can't think properly when you're encased in this, you know, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to place, worry, stress, frustration, anger, right? 
disappointment. You can't think properly. It's impossible because that's all you're looking through the lens, the filters of this yeah. negative emotion. So you've got to get the feeling out and the simple thing in God built a beautiful, wonderful miracle that you live in. It's so amazing. We don't learn how to use it. And all you have to do, and, and you can go back to thousands of years of Chinese and Eastern philosophy of the breath, breath work. So when you're feeling something negative, I don't care what it is, even if somebody cut you off in traffic, it could be something simple as that. You've got to acknowledge it, right? As we were just talking about awareness. Ugh. Okay, oh, that's right. John said, acknowledge it. Once you acknowledge it, throw your shoulders back. This is the exercise. Throw your shoulders back, chin up, take a big, deep breath. Hold it for four seconds and let it out really slowly. If you have to do that, do it three times. That alleviates the negative thought. That alleviates the negative worry, stress, frustration. And then, then ask yourself this simple question. What do I want instead? Mm, See, your unconscious mind that's running 90% of you, that 90%, it loves you. It wants the best for you. It's the seven-year-old that resides within us and it wants to see you happy and it will answer all your questions. The problem is most people ask really bad questions. Why can't I lose 10 pounds? How come I'm not rich? Why doesn't God love me? That's not a question you want to ask because your unconscious mind will give you the answer. You know why you're fat? Because you eat like crap. Amen. You know why you're not in, in touch with God? You don't pray every day. You don't read the Bible. You know why you're not successful? You're not doing what it takes. So when you ask the question, what do I want instead? Your unconscious mind says, oh, I'd like to be just calm and relaxed right now. Maybe it's one of the things my sister said, John, just ask for peace. Just ask Amen. God for peace. Oh my God, I'm breaking up. Yeah. Amen. Just add, ask God for peace. See, because from that state of mind, you can make better decisions. And that's all it is. That's the first step in it. awareness. Take control of your breath and ask, what do I want instead? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me ask you, do affirmations, you hear a lot of people say they got this list of affirmations they say every day. <laughs> now, does that, is that a type of NLP? No. No, okay. It's not. That's that's an exercise. It's not part of the NLP process, although there's a philosophy behind it, right? As we talk to ourselves, we move in the direction of whatever it is you're speaking, yeah. right? The yeah. challenge with that is your brain, and, and this is what I love about NLP, it focuses on the neural networks of the mind, how actually the brain works. It's not some artsy-fartsy thinking. It's how the brain works. Your brain works as a simple computer. That's all it is. You type in on your keyboard what you want, and it shows up on your screen. You talk to yourself and type in what you want, and it shows up in your environment. It's real simple. Negative thoughts, negative environment, mm, right? Amen. And how, how we get to that is a matter of what are you focusing on? That's really simple. So if your affirmations are not powerful enough because they're driven by emotions, they're driven by emotion. I'll give you an example. Do you remember two weeks ago, Tuesday, brushing your teeth? No. No. Why not? It happened, didn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you don't remember? What's the matter with you? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. If you were brushing your teeth and you got a phone call and your wife just said, my God, honey, we just hit the lottery. 
You would never I've, forget that moment brushing yeah, your teeth. I, I, Why? I probably remember that. So. <laughs> or if you got a you got a call from you know said oh, your your son or your friend just got in a car accident, something emotional. So affirmations don't work if you just go, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. It's right. just Amen. chatter. Yeah. You've got to emotionalize it. You have to step into it. That's all where the manifesting in the whole manifesting world comes in now. You have to believe in it. As God says, you got to believe in it. Just Amen. don't think about it. Believe and have faith that it's already happened. Those yeah. are powerful affirmations at that point. Amen. Yeah, and Christians do this all the time, and they don't even think about it. You know, you'll hear them say, "Well, I'm in Christ. I'm an overcomer. I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." And then, you know, they're <laughs> sick. Uh, you know, their their car got repossessed, and you're like, "Well." What happened to, you know, the confessions and stuff? Well, I don't know. God just didn't come through, you know, and oh. they're just, they're just saying it. Yeah. Without, and, you know, you know it's, it's, it's a beautiful example. Thank you for that. It's it. And it, it is, it's because we don't want to take responsibility for ourselves because it's easier to point the finger, right? The saying is when you point the finger, there's three pointing back at you. That's right. Amen. It's easier to say, Oh, it was my job. It's just stressful. Oh, it was traffic. Oh, it was my wife. Oh, it's the dog. He's just, you know, the kids and my, my, my past. Rather than saying, where are you now? And open your eyes to what God has in front of you and take advantage of that. Amen. Take advantage of it rather than just go, he's going to do it for me. I'm yep. sorry. It's just not. This is the challenge I have with the Christian community from a counseling standpoint. That you pray, and his, one of my instructors said, if you pray for money, God isn't going to drop a bag of money out of the sky That's for you. Right. It ain't going to happen. That's right. It's not going to happen. That's right. You you give one of the greatest books of all time, Think and Grow Rich, Christian Man. He says, it's the desire that we have within us. It has to be a burning white heat for you to move in that direction. And then you've got to take action. Yep. Amen. That's right. Amen. And, and you know, you're talking about you know christmas believers that like finances or whatever and again it comes back to okay do this you know you have to sow in order to Three. get a harvest you know? <laughs> and, and you know if you if you have your uh bag of corn you went down and spent your last 50 bucks on a bag of corn said, <laughs> okay well i can eat this for a month you know and right. and now it's gone. Now what are you gonna right. do? Plant you gotta the take seeds. some of that, plant some, <laughs> eat some, survive. Oh. Oh, this next one's growing. You know, you gotta plant the seed to get it in the ground because that's the way it works. Are you <laughs> hearing what this man is saying? Are you Amen. listening to this man? He is prophesizing the word of God is plant the seed. Amen. You've got to reap and harvest. Life isn't, look at, this is the question we get all the time. Why doesn't God take care of my stress? Why doesn't God heal me? Why doesn't God solve my problems? Because if he did, it wouldn't be called life. <laughs> he didn't put us here to go, well, I'm going to stick you here that, on this that planet. That would be called heaven. <laughs> right. Does that, thank you. Right? He didn't put you on this planet so you could he could do everything for you. You know, I, I just read a quote. I love this. By the singer James Taylor. He said success. He starts off. Now, I don't know what success is for you guys. It could be a great family. It could be having money in the bank, less stress, no worry. Whatever success is, he says success is enjoying 
the passage of time. Mm, and I'm like, that's it. That's what God wants for us here. Obey and enjoy the journey. That's it. That's all it is. It really, that's all it is. Now we fill it with garbage, the problem, yeah. right? Worry, stress, conflict, challenges, problems, fights, whatever. And rather than going, where am I? And how do I, how do I take the path that's given to us and walking it in faith? I, I met James Taylor at a, a oh, hotel. No way. Yeah. It, 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 we bumped into each other in an elevator in Tampa, Florida. Oh, and uh, I recognized him right off. I mean, how can you not? Yeah. Right. And uh, I go, Hey, how you doing? He says, Oh, I feel good. I <laughs> <laughs> was his comeback. It's a choice. Yep, it's a choice. Amen. Amen. You know, I, that's, that's the other challenge I get with people is like, Oh, how could you be so happy all the time? Don't you ever have bad days? And I got to, Life sucks sometimes to go. Yeah, it does. It really does. In fact, that time I had the bottle of pills on my hand, it sucked. I remember one time in a relationship, I, it was it was over with and I couldn't get off the floor for a couple of days. It does get bad. But I don't stay in that state of mind. I don't wallow in it. Now I know some of the secrets and cues and tricks I have to get my head straight so I can do what it takes. My bad days last five minutes or my emotions last five minutes now. I don't wallow in them for weeks at a time. Yeah, amen. Just like you you, you just taught a little bit ago. Absolutely. About, Take a breath, ask the What's question. Different? That's right. Amen. What do I want instead? Amen. Well, man, John, I appreciate all this. You have a training center in Los Angeles where you hold these classes. Yep. And, and I believe I read it's 12 days long, 10 hours yeah, it's a day. 12, it's 12 days. It's six weekends. It's intense. And I have people fly, flying from different countries and spend some time here. Most of them are local mm -hmm. because there's other courses that are butted up against each other day to day. We don't get the practice in between what you learn. And that's just, then it just becomes, oh, I just learned a bunch of stuff. I like, again, the doing part. So in between those weekends, I give you tasks to practice out in the real world. And we get to do, and it's, it's mind changing. It really is. I, I've, I've, and again, I has nothing to do with this stuff. One woman went through class and she had cancer and she never told us this. And at the very end, she said, my mindset had shifted and the cancer is starting to alleviate. And I was like, wow, that's powerful because we already know this. The mind controls the body. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. When you yeah. learn that, when you learn that, I, and I actually wrote a book on stress and Dr. David Simon said this, 97% of all illness and dis-ease of the body is psychosomatic in, in, in disorder. That's what dis-ease is. It's dis-ease of the body. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yep. You know, when I was at the police academy, we had to go through the obstacle course probably a couple times a week. Yeah. And one spot was this eight-foot <laughs> wall, right? just a flat wall, and you had to go over it. And I couldn't do that to save my life. Really? I just could not do it, could not do it. And about two weeks prior to graduation, I finally, I, I think I just, you know, leapt that extra one inch in the air or something and was able to grab. Yep. And over the top I went. Yeah. Right? And from that moment on, every time I went up that wall, is right over the top. Over the top. Yes. Because I knew see, I could do this. Yes. <laughs> now, now, see, if I was coaching you and I was asking you this question is, what shifted? Now, it wasn't the fact that you couldn't before jump and reach it. That's no, you always had the physical ability. Yeah. 
What shifted in here that allowed you to say, I'm doing this? That's right. I knew right? I could do it. That yeah. exactly. And that's what I say. There's a difference of believing and a difference of knowing. Amen. Yep. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. As, as we get ready to close, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners that we haven't covered yet? Simple as this. Say this over to your, over and over again, Shelf. Learn to control your emotions to master your life. Mm, amen. amen. God wants you happy. He wants you out there taking the focus off yourself, as one of my speech coaches says. Take the spotlight off yourself, John, and put it on others. And when you do that, there's no way you could be unhappy. Yeah. You get so much gratitude and passion from giving and being a part of the community and allowing others that aha moment to see what you've done in the world. Amen. Man, John, this has been so interesting. I, I could talk to you for hours about this. <laughs> Thank and you. If someone Thank has you. some questions, as I'm sure they will, Absolutely. how can they get in touch with you or your organization? Real easy. If you're looking at the background, lanlp.com. And I, I give out free 30-minute coaching sessions. You want to talk to me and if you want to, you have challenges, you want to go over, you need answers to something that you're struggling with right now. Yes, have the Bible in your hand, but also you got to be able to do something as well. And also... There's a free mini course that I give away. If you go to the website, and it's really profound. It's seven email lessons. And they, they're simple things like start taking inventory of your internal dialogue. The second day is getting rid of the word but and putting the word and in there. Getting the word, getting rid of the word try. There's no trying, excusing failure in advance. Move that. Start thinking about the problems you have. They're not problems. They're only challenges. Amen. Simple lessons that you can get. And hopefully we'll we'll speak again. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Praise the Lord. Uh, folks, life is made up of and consists of a series of decisions, decisions you make on a daily basis. You know, what, what clothes to wear, what to eat for lunch, who to marry, what house to buy, what job you should apply for. Your faith is definitely based on a decision, your decision yes. to trust in Christ. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Quality decisions bring a greater quality of life. Absolutely. That's what we're Amen. talking about today with Absolutely. John. Absolutely. I believe you receive something today that's going to benefit you down the road. I just believe that. And I encourage you, drop down the show notes, reach out to John James Santana Angelo right now while it's fresh in your mind. Don't wait because you know the devil will say, yeah, I'll do it later. And then the next day goes and then you forget all about it. Do it yes. right now while you're thinking about it. And check out the resources on his website. Get in touch. I know you're going to find something on there that'll help you. Praise Thank God. You, buddy. Thank sure you, buddy. Thank you. Amen. That link to his free gift today as well, that, that seven-day course. You don't know what God can do once you take that first step. Remember what we talked about at the beginning? You have to do something first. Yes. Amen. All Amen. God can do is say, do this. And you come back later and say, why am I still in the same situation? Did you do what I told you to do? Oh, yeah. Amen. So true. So true. It's, it starts with you needing to do something. So be sure to click the link, get that gift, get started down the path, reach out to John, find out if this is something that can help you. Praise God. John, again, thank you for coming on the program today and sharing all about the work you're doing. I believe there's some in the body of Christ right now that will benefit from this. And I do thank you, buddy. Thank you. You are, you're, you're a godsend, truly. Thank you for sharing your message. Amen. Praise God. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For John James Santangelo and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminded, be blessed in all that you do.